You guys are always asking me, Liz, what the heck do you do on your long runs? And Kate has recently converted me to Audible. With Audible, I'm able to combine my two favorite pastimes, running and learning. If that isn't the most Alyssa thing, I don't know what is. I know, right? So Audible has helped carry me many, many miles with audiobooks and podcasts. And the best thing about it is I'm able to download them directly to my phone and listen to them while I'm offline, running through the woods in the middle of nowhere with no cell service. And since I have a reading list approximately as high as I am tall, there's no other way I'd be able to consume so much with how busy I am. That's exactly why I love Audible. I've been a member for years now because I honestly cannot read enough books if I have to sit down to read them all. Audible has been a godsend because I can listen to audiobooks while I'm cooking, working out, or walking my pup Rocky, but my favorite way to use Audible is as I'm going to sleep, and you guys, I recently found out that Audible has bedtime stories narrated by none other than Nick Jonas and Tony Shalhoub, who you may know as the character Monk. Their voices are like so perfectly sultry and like they really guide you off to sleep. It's incredible. So every month, members get one credit to pick any title, no matter the cost, plus two Audible originals from a monthly selection, and access to daily news digest and guided meditation programs, dare I say, by no other than the Pete Diddy himself. If that doesn't scream littlest meditation, I don't know what does. The Audible app is available on all smartphones and tablets, and you can download titles to listen offline anywhere and anytime. You can start listening today with a 30-day trial. You get one title plus two Audible originals for free when you visit audibletrial.com slash messymiddle. That's audibletrial.com slash M-E-S-S-Y-M-I-D-D-L-E. Are you confused about what supplements you should actually be taking? In a world full of juice cleanses, detox teas, fancy promises, it can really be hard to trust anything. But high-quality supplements, when dosed appropriately, can actually help support your fitness goals. And that's why I use Legion. I've been using Legion supplements since the beginning of this year, and after years of never really fully committing to one single brand due to lack of transparency in their labeling, unnecessary fluff, or just reporting things as blends and not knowing what's actually my product, I finally found a solid science-based product line that fits my supplementing needs. Legion's products are 100% naturally sweetened, and my favorite part, they are fully transparent in their labeling, and they use dosages that are actually backed with what the science says you need to be effective and support your fitness goals. And not the least amount you can get away with, and not just labeling as blends, but fully transparently telling you what's in your product and why they dosed it that way. And this is huge, because it lets you know exactly what you're taking and if it's actually going to be effective, and then you can know what's going into your body. My personal favorites are their cinnamon cereal whey. Yes, it tastes as good as it sounds. The mocha cappuccino plant protein. Pulse, their pre-workout, which comes in non-stimulant or caffeinated stimulant based. And Recharge, the recovery blend, which also gives me the creatine I need to move weights well in the gym. Legion offers 100% money back guaranteed if you're not happy with their products. And you can save 20% off your first order today with our code MESSYMIDDLE at checkout. That's M-E-S-S-Y. M-I-D-D-L-E at checkout to save 20% today. This is Alyssa Lenick of Littlest Fitness. And I'm Kate, otherwise known as Coach Carmichael. We are PhD students, endurance athletes who lift, outdoors enthusiasts, and entrepreneurs. We believe the narrative of the fitness and wellness industry is often far too extreme. So forget about the black and white messages that you've heard. On this podcast, we believe that life is best lived in the messy middle. Hello there, everybody, and welcome back to another little list rant. Woo, the crowd goes wild because today we are talking about something that I always, always 
addressing on my page, Littlest Fitness, that I get tons and tons of questions about. Liz, how do I make my workout better if all these Fitzbo workouts suck? So the first step is one, stop doing Fitzbo workouts. That is the first and key step on how to make a better workout. So for today's episode, I want to walk you through ways that you can actually train smarter, train intentionally, and not just do the same copy-paste workout that all of the Fitzbo's are doing online. And so you guys have probably seen on Instagram videos the classic 4 by 12 hip thrust, 4 by 12 deadlift, 4 by 12 lunges, 4 by 12 goblet squat, 4 by 12 RDL, 4 by 12, 4 by 12, 4 by 12. You know what I'm talking about. I don't know where or when or who that 4 by 12 became the rep range for every single fitness influencer, but like apparently that is the only thing you were allowed to do. And so you will see this and you will have tons and tons and tons of leg day volume. And if you guys have done these workouts, you've probably felt incredibly crappy and incredibly fatigued doing them and really, really sore after. And so I want you guys to think if you were to do a workout like this, or you've done workouts like this to one step away, we're unfollowing the Fitzbos, we are letting go. But look at your workouts as what you're doing across the week rather than one individual session. And so if you're doing a workout across the week and say we're legs, because I know that we are obsessed with booty gains and leg gains, while I think that it's important to do other things, we would want to take that volume that you're doing rather instead of doing like seven to 10 exercise in a single leg day and separating that out into two to three workouts each week. And so what this may look like instead of doing hip thrusts, deadlifts, lunges, goblet squats, RDL, step-ups, hamstrings, curls, and glute bridges all in the same workout, you might do day one deadlifts, lunges, goblet squats, and hamstring curls. And then on day two, you are going to do back squat, hip thrusts, step-ups, and RDLs. And the total volume for each of those movements, whether they're quad dominant, which is going to be your squat pattern movements, or posterior chain dominant, which is going to be like your deadlifts and your hip thrust type movements, is having between 10 to 20 total sets in your entire week. So in the other thing we talked about, if we did four by 12 of all those exercises, you're going to have like 36 sets in just one workout, which is not going to be optimal for hypertrophy or gains or strength. It's going to be really hard to recover from. It's going to leave you feeling like crap and you're not even going to get the goals that you're trying to achieve by doing that. And so by separating that out into two to three days and adding up your total sets. So when you look at your squat dominant pattern, for example, so say you want to get between 10 to 15, that's probably a good spot for most of the women that mostly are listening to this, men too. Um, You may be able to tolerate a little more. You may not be as much of a positive responder that might go upwards of 20s. But for the sake of this podcast with gen pop applications, let's say you need 10 to 15 sets each week. So that might mean in one workout, you are doing your three sets of lunges. That's three there. Three sets of goblet squats. That's another three. So that's six total sets of squat dominant patterns right there. So when I'm talking squat dominant, again, I'm talking more of your quad dominant patterns. So you're squatting, your lunges, your step ups, things like that. And then on day two, you're doing four sets of squats and then three sets of step ups. So you have six plus four, that's 10. And then your three sets of step ups, that's 13. And that would be a great amount of volume for your week spread over two days so that you have higher frequencies. You're giving your body an exposure to the stimulus multiple times during the week rather than only once a week. You're able to recover from it. You're able to increase your load during that, adding weight progressively over time and actually challenge your body so it's forced to adapt. 
And you might think, Liz, you, you, you got to be kidding me, right? I don't have to do 25 exercises. I can only do four to five, maybe six, seven tops exercise in a workout and have a good workout. And I'm telling you, yes, you 120,000% can absolutely do that. And the reason this is, is that by the time you get to that other workout where you're doing like 10 exercises, you are so fatigued, but you probably weren't actually adequately loading any of those. So when you do these workouts and you spread them out over two to three days, when you're actually picking a weight and you're actually doing the workout, go ahead and pick a weight that you can do where you're almost at failure. And if you don't know what failure feels like, go ahead and just go to failure to see what that feels like. But doing it so you have about one to two reps left in the tank, as they like to say. So you're not quite at failure to the point that you're dying after you're doing it, but you're pretty freaking close. And that's going to be achievable in these rep ranges of probably somewhere if we're talking muscle growth, eight to 15, give or take, you can, you know, you can have muscle hypertrophy occur at any rep range, but generally in that range is where you're going to fall for that. And so if you're doing this, you're doing this to you have about one or two reps shy of your complete and total fatigue, and you're doing it pretty heavy, you're going to have a hard workout. I promise, promise, promise you that if you go ahead and you do three by 12 lunges each leg to the point that you only have like two reps left in the tank after each one, you are going to be gassed. It's going to be hard if you're using enough weight. My Littlest Method clients know that they're going to do a ton of step-ups, and they're heavy and they're hard. Even doing six step-ups on each leg is going to be hard if you're loading it appropriately. This is what I do, and I curse the name of my coach every week as I'm doing them, but they make me better. But with just that little bit of three by six each leg of step-ups, I'm getting stronger each week because I'm loading it appropriately. I feel myself getting better, and I'm spreading out my squat volume across the week, so I'm able to progress in it. It doesn't crush me. I can sit down to pee. I can walk up a flight of steps, and I actually am able to make growth in my legs, my hamstrings, my glutes, whatever it is. And so these same rules apply when we're talking about our other body parts and or movement patterns. So I use leg day as an example because that's a really cliche example. In the fitness industry, you're going to have all those four by 12 leg days and people like pretend they do upper body, but they don't actually. And then they take a butt selfie and they call it a day and they sell PDF plan. And we know the drill. But step one, unfollow the fitspos. Step two, take your volume, cut it back to 10 to 15 sets per major body part each week, and then spread it over two to three days. Now, this doesn't mean that you can only lift two to three days a week. That means that looking at all of your volume for all your movement patterns each week, you're going to be spreading that over like two to three days up those. So you might have a day that's a push day, a pull day, an upper body, a lower body. There's tons of way to do splits full body, but you're mixing and matching these things across the week, but you're hitting your major movement patterns at least twice across that week. Now you can only lift twice and that's perfectly fine. But if you're lifting more on that four days a week spectrum, you would spread it across that. And so now you might be thinking, well, what are my major movement patterns, Alyssa? I'm glad you asked. So we talked about squatting and hinging ones there for that example of showing how to spread that across the week. But when we talk about actual movement patterns and how you are programming yourself or picking your workouts or whatever exercise movements that you're doing, you'll hear a lot of people say, push, pull, squat, hinge, carry. What the freaking heck does that mean? And this is what we're talking about when I said people do push and pull days and or upper body. Those are types of splits that people do. But these are types of movement patterns and ways you can move your body. So you're going to have your pushing movements, which are going to be your shoulder press is going to be a vertical push. So anything that's pressing overhead is going to be a vertical push. Anything that's pressing horizontally, so out from you, is going to be a 
chest pressing movement essentially. So your bench presses, your dumbbell chest press, your push-ups, things like that. Then you're going to have your pulling movement. So that's going to be your pull-ups, your chin-ups, your lat pull-downs, your upward rows, your other fly variations, anything that's pulling weight towards your body. And then you're going to have your horizontal pull. So kind of reverse, like the bench is going horizontal push. Horizontal pull is going to be rowing towards your body. So think of your bent over dumbbell rows or other row variations. Then you're going to have your hip extenders, which is another pushing movement. And that's going to be like your hip thrust or your glute bridge. So that is also a posterior targeted exercise. So it's pushing weight away, but you're targeting your hamstrings and glutes with that. It's a little confusing. That's the one that's a little bit different, um, but it can fall in the category of just hinge movements in general, which other hinge movements like the deadlift, the RDLs, those are going to be pulling because you're pulling weight off the floor. So those are both hip hinge dominant patterns, but one is pushing weight away, one is pulling weight away. So you can kind of use those interchangeably. And then squatting is a push or a knee dominant exercise. So it's going to be your squats, your lunges, your step up variations. Carries are going to be your farmer's carries, your single arm carries, things like that. And then others going to be just those small sprinkling things that you do for accessory work. But if you follow this general split in these types of movements and you spread these things out over two full body days a week, three full body days a week, a push pull full, a push pull upper lower, a push pull push pull, an upper lower upper lower. You get what I'm saying here. There's a lot of ways we can do this, but depending on how many days a week that you're training, decide what splits you want to do. Do you want to do push and pulls? Do you want to do up and lowers? Are you doing full body days? And then take these overall movement patterns and try to hit your push, your pull, your squat in your hinge at least twice a week, if you can, and trying to get a about 10 to 15 total sets for the week. Now, if you're someone who's newer to training or you have a higher running volume, now, if you're someone who's newer to training or you have a higher running volume, you might drop a little bit lower than that, and that's probably okay. But for the most part, hitting in that range right there of 10 to 15 is a sweet spot, a really easy target for most people, and spreading all of your volume out that way across the week. So you might have a couple sets of rows on Monday and then again on Thursday, some squat movement patterns on Tuesday and Thursday, and then you might have some deadlifting on Monday and Friday. Whatever it is that you're doing, you're spreading it across your week. And so the there's no perfect way to do this. There's no right or wrong way to do this, but there is a tragic way to do it. And that's doing all of your volume at once on one day in the point that you can't recover from it. So take these major movement patterns, look at them, think of the different types of exercises you can do that move in that plane. Start with your compounds, your barbell-based movements, your squats, your deadlifts, your bench press, your overhead press, your rows, and then sprinkle in that accessory work that goes along with it that also addresses and touches those other movement patterns across your week. Eat enough, sleep enough, recover, manage your stress, and you will actually start making progress in your gym. No swipe videos necessary. So I hope this was helpful to you guys. I hope this was something that you're like, oh my God, sweet. I don't need to make this as complicated. I don't need to do that much. I can really keep it that simple. And I want to point out that simple doesn't mean easy. Simple workouts are still hard. They are still challenging. They will actually probably kick your butt in the best way possible, but they will yield way more results and we will get to those places that we've been hoping to get to way quicker when we do things more efficiently and more intentionally. So I hope you guys enjoyed this littlest rant and I hope that your workouts are absolutely phenomenal following this because you know better and do yourself a favor today. 
And do step one, unfollow the accounts giving you poor exercise information. And then step two, take a big, deep analysis to what you've been doing, why it hasn't been working, and reprogram yourself or hire a coach or someone to do that for you. And if you guys want to learn more about this, or this is confusing, or you want to actually feel empowered to do this on your own, my training guide is a great place to start where it breaks down more of the science for you so you actually know how to apply these things to your own training. And so we'll link that here in the show notes. Remember that you can get 15% off with the discount code MESSYMIDDLEPOD, and we will leave that code below as well. So if you guys enjoyed this littlest rant, you found it beneficial, please make sure you rate, review, download, subscribe, share with your friends, tag us in your stories. And the last thing I want you to do today, oh yes, my friends, the very last thing is live well, demand better, and stay messy. Catch you guys next time.